from the Summer State Studios behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Live for September 20th, 2022. Tonight's scheduled guest, Alaska Fairbanks Associate Head Coach Chris Brown. Behind the Masks College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. College graduate, member of the military, and you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com, whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Liberty University. Play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. M-Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by Drury Inns and Suites, travel happy again. Book your next day at drurryhotels.com or 1-800-DRURY-INN. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, well, welcome in, hockey fans, anywhere that you may be listening to us tonight. This indeed is College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy tonight, joining you from, uh, uh, let's say, uh, somewhere outside of Yuma, Arizona. How about that? as uh, we uh, continue the adventure to get back to Arizona and then on to the NCHC Media Day up in Minneapolis-St. Paul uh, in a couple of days. My longtime co-host, Paul Hornstein, joining us from beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you? I know where I am. (laughs) I have no idea where I am. I I, I I I left at 4.30 a.m. from San Jose, California today. And uh, right. now I'm back in uh, somewhere outside of Yuma, about 17 miles outside of Yuma. So I'm happy to be here. How are you? <laughs> um, I'm happy to be here and not, you know, parts unknown like they used to say in professional wrestling. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I get it. Well, I'm not going to wait around because we started a few minutes late waiting for right. me to get settled in. So let's bring on the associate uh, head coach from Alaska Fairbanks, Chris Brown. Chris, Scott and Paul with you tonight. How are you? Hey, guys. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you sound great. To- coach, the last time I talked to you, we were sitting in the uh, University of Denver locker room waiting for players and coaches to arrive. <laughs> things are better now i take it yeah that was definitely an interesting time so yeah, <laughs> it was uh <clears throat> we kind of knew that first game was going to be tough and i remember we talked about that but at least we responded the next night so that was good yeah you not only responded but you uh you tied the national champions uh on their home ice the only blemish they had on home ice i think all year until late in the year they, they i think they lost the game but Man, oh, man, what a performance you guys had that night. And um, let's jump ahead to this year's edition. You just finished the blue-gold game uh, scrimmages. How would that go? That was, uh, it was good. It was kind of uh, – we did a little different this year. Uh, Friday night we had like a three-on-three full-ice uh, kind of tournament with uh, three teams and – kind of something different you know obviously with three on three overtimes now being such a big deal and we kind of told the guys before the before the night that you know last year we were one four and two in the uh three on three overtimes you know it's not exactly what you're you're hoping for and we just talked about if we would have you know won a few more of those games we would have you know had a winning record and we were just under a winning record, but so we talked about how important that is and it was entertaining and fun and uh, a lot of ice time for the guys. So, you know, that part of it was good as well. And then Saturday night, we, uh, 
you know, had our regular game uh, with five on five, no special teams because uh, we hadn't really practiced it yet. So we didn't want that to go out there and, and uh, look like a circus. And we uh, uh, did some skill, fun skills stuff. We did hardest shot, fastest skater. Uh, Matt Cothy won the fastest skater. And uh, I can't remember who won the hardest shot, but we also did some uh, agility relays and some fun stuff for the, the fans that showed up. And it was a great, great weekend. Uh, Coach, how much different? Um, I, I, I'm sure you 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 had a chance to to go over uh, what the team was last year uh, during the off season, um, and you know I, I thought the team was uh, very competitive all season long last year. Um, do you? But the wins didn't start coming until. <clears throat> later in the season um yeah did, as you look at the tape and then look at what you've had in practice the last i guess you guys have been practicing for what, a week or two now um yep do, 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 does it look like it's further along than it was uh based on your watching of the film this year you know that's a good question i think when you ask coaches uh we're probably always going to err on the side of, we don't feel like we're far enough along, you know, at this point, but, you know, last year we, we were coming off of a, a season where we didn't play. Um, You know, that was definitely um, something that we realized early on, which as you know, we started, we were competitive, I thought in some of the early games, but we, you know, we Uh, turn that around and I don't have the numbers as far as what we were the second half but you know we we had some what I would call you know moments where we got some big big wins like at the Gophers or even a victory you know when you tie at Denver um, you know we took Duluth into overtime on the road lost on a power play goal um, so there, there were, you know, and then obviously down the stretch, you know, we thought Arizona state was a very good team and, and we were able to get three wins against them and, and a tie. And so definitely proud of how they turned it around and stuck with it. And I thought we were playing some great hockey at the end of the year. Well, I, I have to agree with you and I, and I, and, and I watched a lot of those games, especially early on and, I know some of the – I mean, you guys played a lot of overtime games early yep. in the season. Um, does it – you can get a feel because you coached for a long time uh, when you've got a lot of uh, first-year kind of situations. Um, as As you guys have started with your practice – um, did it take very long for the new guys to, to, to meld with the, with the older guys from last yeah. year and, uh, how quickly because of that year, have they been able to pick up what you guys are doing? Yeah. And I, I guess I didn't answer that second part of the question before I apologize, but you know, we, it's interesting because, you know, <laughs> we still have 14 new players this year. And I think, right. You know, you lose, uh, I think we lost three players in the transfer portal and they're playing at other places now. And, you know, we brought in a pretty good sized class of freshman players. And then we also brought in some transfers of our own. And so even even though we do return some some guys that started to be key players down the stretch for us, we still feel like there's a ton of teaching going on at this point um, because you know, we have 14 new faces and, uh, the one difference I would say that is, uh, I think you were kind of alluding to is just the fact that we have the same coaching staff back. And the fact that we do have half of our team returning from last year that had some success, there's more teaching going on from player to player. And I think that part of it is, um, 
is showing early. You know, you mm-hmm. see a lot of mentorship going on with the returning players and the new players. And so they're developing a, a real good bond right away just through that process. And and the coaches, obviously, were throwing a lot of things at them like every other team because you got to, you know, get so many things in place. I mean, we already have an exhibition game here this Saturday against Simon Frazier. And, you know, we're, we're still, like today, we're still working on, you know, D zone faceoffs because we weren't happy with where that's at. And, you know, we still have to get in our power play and our penalty kill and four, you know, four on four. And, and I, I think there's very little chance that we'll have everything in by, by this Saturday, but I think we'll have the real guts of our identity and how we have to play. Uh, that stuff will, will definitely be in place. And I, I like where we're at. It's a fun group and they work hard and, and uh, they're they're picking up things fairly quickly. Coach, I want to get into the roster in in, yeah, in, hold, in hold depth a, a little bit, but I that, I just wanted to uh, to ask you about this weekend with uh, Simon Fraser coming in, and and then you got AIC coming in, and AIC was uh, just recent, uh, I guess today, picked to uh, to win the Atlantic Con- Hockey Conference. So, how excited are you to get started with that uh, that kind of a schedule? Well, it's real exciting for us. I mean, you know, anytime we can get uh, teams like AIC and then, you know, and then we go on the road for a week and then we come back and we play Michigan Tech at home, you know, and those are two teams that were in the tournament last year and were very good teams. Uh, You know, certainly both of those teams will go through some changes in the roster and, uh, but at the same time, they're, they're, they're battle tested. They, they, achieved to a high level last year and I'm sure you know their expectations are really high so for us to get them to come up here early in the season play us at home um, you know that's so important not only for our players but for our fans for the community uh, just you know everything about the Fairbanks hockey community to be able to play quality teams uh, early on at home and you know that can set set the stage for you know, for a great season, if you have, have the start that you're hoping for. Yeah. My guess too, it doesn't hurt the pairwise if you can get away with uh, a couple of wins against each of those guys. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, you know, with the start we had last year, um, you know, we, (laughs) we weren't even talking about the pairwise. And I think the difference this year is, you know, I think at one point last year we climbed up to, 24 I think was maybe the highest that we got and you know so we at least had that conversation in our locker room that hey you know the the pairwise is important and it's uh, not only when you play teams but um, how you do against them and certainly the, the schedule that we have this year I'm sure you've looked at it is is top notch again coach Largen did a great job putting the schedule together and um you know, we're, we're going to have a lot of opportunities to get some of those wins that get you, you know, can really boost you in the pairwise. Yeah. Well, anytime you can get a road win and, uh, you know, I, I, I'm sure that most of the people that listen uh, to us understand that, but uh, road wins get you more points in that pairwise, especially uh, if you're playing uh, an, an upper echelon team. So, Um, that makes those, you know, even though you have a a bunch of road games, those can actually carry more weight and, and, and give you more margin for error. Right. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, we certainly, we know that and our players know that. And, you know, this year having a chance to, you know, play at Penn state, play at Notre Dame, play at Denver, play at Northern Michigan, uh, we go out to RPI, you know, certainly Arizona State, um, you know, and then you got the other independents, right, like Long Island and Lindenwood um, that we're playing this year. But, yeah, for us to go on the road, we kind of have to have that uh, us against the world mentality. Um, we know that we, you know, we travel more than most teams and we don't use that as uh, anything but motivation. You know, we use it to really kind of, determine our identity that we're going to play with a chip on our shoulder. And the fact that we get to go on the road and play some great teams, uh, 
you know, certainly keeps our guys motivated because you don't have those conference standings or right. conference playoffs to look forward to. You know, it's a little challenge that we have, but with the schedule that Eric put together, I think our players are extremely motivated and excited to, um, you know, go and prove themselves on bigger stages. Well, I got to give them credit for this. As, as you look through the schedule, you guys might play a lot of games on the road, but it's not like you're going to go out on the road for three or four weeks uh, yeah. and not get home for a week or two. You guys got some nice breaks built into that. And, um, you know, you're playing, as you said, some quality teams on the road. Um, and it looks like, you know, like a, a pretty smartly put together schedule to minimize the timeout. So, yeah, good job. No, no, that's true. I mean, that, you know, certainly last year, uh, being the first year as an independent, um, you know, I think we, we had to kind of take what was out there, you know, what was available for games, right. which as you know, did put us on the road quite a bit where we had, right. I mean, man, we had two, three week road trips, you know, right. and fortunately what the second one coincided with, you know, being on break between mm -hmm. semesters, but still you're living in a hotel, you're, you know, you're, you're eating meals in the hotel or restaurants and you're, you know, the positives are you're spending a lot of time together. You're, um, you have a lot of time focused on hockey, you know, when you're on break and you're not in school, but you know, when you're on the road, there's only so much you can do. So we do get to spend a lot of time on the hockey piece of it. And, uh, but yeah, we, we had to travel a lot last year. I, I remember, I think later in the year, I uh, started kind of crunching the miles and, and we were right around 50,000 miles. And, and that's just, that's just actual air miles, right? Like miles that we spent in the air, Last year it was around 50,000. That doesn't include, you know, layovers or times in the airport or time on the bus or, you know, any of those things. But I will say uh, we we were lucky and, and some of it was good planning, some of it was luck, but we didn't have uh, one bag lost in 50,000 miles or one bag <laughs> show up late we didn't lose any sticks we didn't lose the skate sharp you know i mean we just we had uh some good fortune when it came to the travel and not getting flights canceled or flights delayed i mean it was it was pretty smooth for the most part when you think about how much we traveled well let me ask you this in in correlation with the travel um and i'll use um at the end of October is kind of an example. You're going to play basically four games in eight days. That's almost like an NHL schedule. Have you yeah. guys had to talk about how to set those up? Um, because you're going to do that again uh, for the November schedule, where you're going to play those short, uh, you know, those four games in, in eight nights things. Have you, have you guys looked at that and figured, okay, we have to do this a little bit differently or that a little bit differently? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, we've talked about it a little and and ironically, I ran I was uh, out recruiting uh, earlier this month and I ran right. into Dave Smith, coach Smith from RPI and as you know, they they had they came up here last year and we had to play them four games in I think right. basically 6 days. Um the diff, you know, and I kind of picked his brain a little bit on, you know, what it was like for them and um, you know, certainly the difference for them was um, their their school schedule is a little different and they were, mm -hmm. um, you know, they were right at the end of a of a term, I think, and or they had just finished the term. I can't exactly remember what what he said, but it was I just remember it was a real tough trip for them from that standpoint. And certainly right. we we played at home. So for us, it was a real advantage. Um, so we're trying to, you know, learn from, you know, what uh, RPI did when they were here and certainly we're used to traveling. But, yeah, we have to, uh, you know, especially that that stretch where we play RPI and then I think Friday, Saturday, and then we play at Penn State on Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, and so that that one's going to require some planning and, you know, and certainly 
you're only going to be able to bring so many bodies on the road, you know, just mm -hmm. based on, you know, budgets and just, you know, how you travel. I mean, you can't bring everybody on those trips. So right. that'll definitely require some planning and maybe even to be honest, like some different strategies um, because you're playing so many games in a short stretch. So I think it'll definitely challenge us to try and come up with a game plan. Chris, let me ask you uh, before we jump to that roster, uh, final question on your schedule is it's got to be great to have uh, your neighbors uh, down the freeway a little bit. Uh, the the Anchorage Seawolves back as well, because uh, in December you're going to play uh, two weekends in a row uh, on back to back uh, home and home weekends, I guess. But uh, excited to have those guys back in the fold. Man, that that's so great. I mean, to be honest, like I. I just think for our state and for both programs uh, and, and then certainly the fans, I mean, you know how intense that rivalry is. I mean, I <laughs> yeah. obviously, you know, like I, I coached at Anchorage back in the late nineties and I remember how Fairbanks traveled when they came to Anchorage and vice versa. And, you know, that was 20 plus years ago and it, and, I think it's even bigger now just because, you know, the governor's cup is on the line and now we're playing them six times uh, as opposed to four. So I think it's going to be real entertaining. I think it's, uh, it's certainly great for our programs, not only just, you know, from a travel standpoint and a budget standpoint, but just generating excitement and filling the seats. And uh, it's, it's great that they're back and, and I think they're going to do well. And, you know, I, um, yeah, I think we all agree that, that we need each other um, for those games in particular and just for the, the rivalry. And and um, it's it's great that they're back. And, you know, we're looking forward to playing them six times this year. And I think the way it was set up is unique where, you know, you got a series here for two games and then we got a series there for two. And then the last one, I think, is home and home. So uh, should be exciting. Chris, well, let me ask you. Hold on one second, Paul. I got to okay. get a quick follow up on that one. Um, give give everybody down here, Chris, in the in the the lower forty eight, <laughs> and in the yeah, western yeah. part of the country, um, a little thumbnail about uh, if you can about the uh, the way people travel up there. How far is it between uh, Fairbanks and Anchorage, and uh, weather wise and stuff? Uh, uh, how, how do people get between the two cities? Well, it's definitely not a hop, skip, and a jump. I mean, it, it's <laughs> it's it's a haul. I mean, I think by car, I mean let's let's face it. There's one road. I mean, there's Highway One, so um, you know it goes all the way you know through the state. But that's there's only one way to get there, and uh, it can be an adventurous uh, trip, uh, <laughs> but it's also a very beautiful trip. Uh, but you know, I think. You know, certainly in the summer, a lot of people travel by car or RV um, camper, you know, going, you know, into the from Anchorage down, you know, down more by the water down in the south and traveling north to the interior and Mount McKinley and the, Dan the Denali region. And um, it's I mean, it's just breathtaking and it's just beautiful. And it's uh, definitely something that you know, people save up for their whole life to do it one time. And, you know, there's a reason people love living here. And, and that's one reason is to get out and see the state and experience it. But most people, you know, like for us, like we'll fly. I mean, it's, I think by car, you know, you can probably do it in, you know, five to six hours in the summer. And, um, you know, certainly by RV or bus, you're, you're talking a little bit longer, but, um, the preferred, the preferred way of traveling during the winter is definitely by flight. It's about a, you know, a 50 minute flight, I think something like that. And, um, you know, they're two different cities, right? Like, uh, I lived in Anchorage in the late nineties, you know, it's on, it's on the ocean. Um, it's, it's not as cold, but they get, a, they do get a lot more snow. Uh, what I learned up here last year was that, uh, it gets a lot colder, but it's definitely like drier, you know, it doesn't get super windy. Uh, they typically don't get as much snow. Last year was an abnormality. We had uh, like the third largest snowfall in, in, <laughs> in for, you know, a hundred years or something. Uh, I, then plus we had a freezing rainstorm in the middle of December and 
that was wild. I mean, it was, oh. <laughs> uh, you know, power lines were falling down, roofs were caving in. It was, uh, and we were on the road during oh. all that. I just remember because our, our trainer, uh, who would, would have been traveling with us had, had to stay home or I can't remember if he left, was on the road and went back or didn't even come on the road. Cause he got a hole in his roof from the weather and, you know, it definitely, Hey, it can get extreme, uh, you know, weather wise, but at the same time, it's, uh, um, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's colder places, believe it or not. I mean, it's, <laughs> I think know. I came from one of those in Northern uh, Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I'm from Minnesota as well. And, you know, just the wind chill alone is, uh, um, you know, that's a different type of cold and here you get that, you know, oh. you know, it's cold, but you don't get the wind chill and, um, you know, certainly the sunlight, people talk about that. I mean, I, there's a difference obviously, but, you know, being from Minnesota or, or anywhere like that, I mean, you, you know, you, you go to the office, it's pretty much dark. You leave, you come home, it's dark when you leave and you don't see a lot of sunlight. So I think the difference up here and we get less here, um, during that, you know, a couple months stretch of winter where it's pretty dark, but you know, it, it gets light out around, I would say like 1030 in the morning and probably gets dark again around 330. And in between what I have found is that the people up here are very hardy and very active. You know, they get out, they, whether they're, you know, they're, they're, uh, fat tire biking or running or, uh, skiing uh there's lots of things that people make sure they get out and do so that they're getting the sunlight you know it's just part of life up here but it's what you make of it coach i have the utmost respect <laughs> for, for 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 the people up there and, and, and yeah. do but that and, but and, um uh, no um uh, not I, for you. No, um, no. You never. Um, you haven't tried it. You never know. Uh, I, I, I am more than willing to come up there in May, June, uh, July. Uh, yeah, I have no problems with that. Yeah, um, I don't blame you. That's you funny. Know, I mean, <laughs> uh, I spent I spent ten years in Phoenix, and 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 I am not. Um, no, I am not a cold weather guy, and I okay. I just. I just have the utmost respect, though, for the people that do that. Even Scott, as much as I like to make fun of the fact that all we get on here are Minnesota guests, yeah. um, <laughs> um, I have the utmost respect for, for for the people that do that. And if you and if people want to call me a wimp, then I'm okay with that. But uh, well, no, coach, I, coach, I, I think we can both that. agree that that Grand Forks, North Dakota, is much worse than having to be in uh, in Fairbanks or Anchorage. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to make any comments about the I, I don't want to go there. I almost uh, tried to set know. you up on that one. I'm sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> I'm not go- I'm not I'm not I'm not going there, but uh, you know, it's yeah, it's like I said, you know, it's what you make of it, you know, and just I I people that, you know, hey, look, I I dream of someday and it's probably a pipe dream because I'm just a college hockey coach, but I'd love to live somewhere warm someday where I can golf year round and, uh, you know, um, get, get more sunlight and get away from shoveling snow in the winter. But I don't know, it just becomes a part of who you are, no matter where you're at. And I think anything opposite of that is something that you really aren't attracted to. Well, coach, I'll tell you as well. I just left San Diego uh, today. <laughs> oh, boy. Actually, and when you said six hours, I was going to tell you that's about half a day for me because I drove from uh, the NHL rookie faceoff in San Jose this morning to San Diego, and now I still got another uh, two hours and thirty-eight minutes to get back to Phoenix. So it's uh, it, it's crazy, but man, oh man, uh, that program they're starting up down there at uh, San Diego State or trying to get to the next level, I should say. They climbed up to ACHA D one, but. Man, the best of both worlds. I had the players out at the beach for a photo shoot today, and then and then went back to the ice rink, and that that's just so bizarre. Still, and outside of their practice rink and actually their game rink right now uh, is a swimming pool. <laughs> so it's like, wow, this is weird. <laughs> yeah, well, that's pretty cool. I mean, obviously, we all, you know, in, in this in the hockey business, would you know, we 
we would love to see the game expand. And certainly if, you know, if it can expand to, to nice warm areas like that, I think a lot of hockey people would be attracted to that. And I know our biggest attendance last year on the road was Arizona state. So that's no, <laughs> no, no surprise there. right? Yeah. A lot of parents, a lot of alumni planned for that weekend and shocking, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think our guys had that one circled too. So, you know, right, just let's, good stuff. Uh, let's, let's, uh, let's, uh, get back on the ice and i know scott wants to delve into the roster yeah um, but i wanted to follow up one of the comments you made earlier um explain to 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 people as you said you guys haven't really worked on the power play and the penalty kill yet why is that so we know how important it is but why does it what is it about those things that make you almost have to take up separate practices to get yeah. those in. Yeah. It's, you know what? It's interesting. I mean, everybody has a different philosophy and as you mentioned, we, we talk about special teams, you know, all the time when it becomes crunch time, you know, right. and whether it's the NHL playoffs or the NCAA tournament, uh, you know, one power play goal can make the difference in a, in a game or a series and, and the magnitude of, you know, each special situation is is magnified as you go close, you know, further down the season. And I but I think when you look at it, at least our philosophy is like, you know, the majority of the game is played five on five and you have to build from that and have a sound structure and you have to have ways to transport the puck and transition the game and you know, try and play with the puck more and, and be an attacking team and, and put pressure on teams. And, you know, if you do that for the majority of the five on five play, you're, you're going to have, you know, you're, you're going to be in the game and have an advantage. And certainly there are nights where special teams is the difference. And, and uh, because it's so important and even though it's, you know, less time played in the game, you have to have the right people in the right spots. You have to have everyone on the same page. Um, and I think making sure that you take the, the time to not only get the repetition, but the teaching and um, just, you know, the execution, right, of, of, you know, power play or penalty kill. And and so when you, you know, and, and at the same time, the tempo of that type of practice is usually a lot slower you know and players when they come to the rink I mean when you're doing five on five stuff or small area games you know three on three four on four two on two I mean it's competitive it's fun everybody's involved uh, when you start getting into special teams sometimes things can kind of grind to a halt where some players might be standing around because they're not participating as much on you know either power play or penalty kill and um you know, some of those things start to um, kind of come into your practice as far as like, you know, players might get disengaged or, you know, the challenge as coaches is to try and keep everyone engaged as much as possible um, for as long as possible and, and still get the reps and the execution that you need on special teams. But, you know, I would argue face-offs are equally important. And I think, you know, I don't think, you know, teams spend as much time on, on that aspect of the game um, as they should. You know, I think you can tell which teams do. Um, and, you know, and, and now let's face it, like when you're talking power play, I mean, you, you put your five best players on the ice and, you know, just their, their natural instincts can take over and, and they just, they can make plays and find the back of the net. And, Sometimes that's not even something that you can practice. You just got to give them the the leash to make those plays and use their innate ability. So, you know, that part of it makes it hard to practice where five on five is more predictable, you know? So it's, it's, it's an interesting question and it's an age old question as far as how much time you spend on each, each special teams, um, you know, and certainly, you know, Let's face it, you know, during a week, you know, uh, on a Wednesday, you know, our guys that are on the penalty kill are going to want to be stepping and selling out and blocking shots like they're, 
you know, like their life dependent on it, like they will in the game. It's, right. you know, it's probably not, you know, and they, they, they'd rather stay healthy and, you know, be able to play in the game, but it's right. finding that balance, right. Cause you have yeah. to have that mentality. So it's, there's so much of an art to practice in special teams more. So, you know, we're five on five and even up plays more of a science, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. Okay. That's a, that, that I can, I can, I can understand that. That's, you know, sometimes you ask the question because you kind of know the answer, but you, you're hoping somebody smarter than you can put it into words you understand. So, <laughs> and in that case, well. in, in this case, anybody is going to be smarter than me. So, um, well, I probably just, I probably just confused you more than anything, but no, you know, no. it's, you know, it's something where you talk about it all off season and then all of a sudden you find yourself in week two of practice going, man, we haven't even done much of special teams yet. <laughs> so, you know, you, it's like, you know, yeah, it was funny today at the end of practice, I was talking with coach Largent and it was like, yeah, we got to work on this tomorrow. And he's like, we can't like, we got to move on <laughs> to special teams. So it is what it is. And we got to move forward, you know? So it's, yeah, yeah it's, um, you know, certainly guys that are on the power play love, you know, practicing power play and getting the extra touches and the extra reps. And, um, you know, you want that same mentality on penalty kill as well. And, you know, certainly uh, penalty kill, you can do a lot with video. Um, so they can visually see what we're trying to do. And you certainly need to get some reps live in practice. But power play is something you have to, you can't learn on video, you, you know, as much. You have to, you have to, um, get repetition and see different situations and make the reads and while you're, while you're playing the game and not watching it on video. Okay. Well, in, in addition to special or that you brought up the word special, um, how much better can Brady risk get? <laughs> I yeah, mean, that yeah. kid, that kid impressed me last year and it looks by the, the way he won the, uh, the blue gold scrimmage for you as well, that, um, he just continues to get better and better, doesn't he? Yeah, certainly um, nobody puts, you know, more uh, effort, you know, into his game and uh, more expectation on himself than, than Brady does. I mean, he puts a lot of demand on himself. And, you know, we we actually talked to him the other day just about, you know, not not being so hard on himself and, and – uh, um, but, but again, you, you want that, right? Like you want players who demand their best every day and want to be the best player they can be and play at the highest level they can. And, um, you know, he's one of those guys and he had a great year last year to build off of. And I think some of that has created some extra expectation for him coming into this year, which is something new for him to deal with because last year he didn't have those expectations and it, it just kind of happened organically. And now he's got expectations and he feels like he's got to produce and, you know, some of those things put pressure on players and, you know, we'll see how he reacts, you know, and to that. But I think he, you know, he works extremely hard at his game. He takes advantage of, you know, extra skill session or extra available ice that might be available for, for players uh, to do the stuff on their own and work on their individual needs. And, um, you know, he's very focused on, uh, trying to pick up where he left off and certainly be a, a key contributor for us this year. And, and um, you know, I would say that, you know, we have other guys, you know, uh, in addition to him that I think have taken another step as well from what I've seen so far. So that's, that's exciting that we're hopefully not just going to rely on, you know, three or four guys to do the bulk of the scoring. Okay, got to ask you about this as well. You got a grad transfer and another Minnesotan. So, Paul, just turn your uh, – if you want to turn your ears off, go ahead. Um, <laughs> Johnny Sorensen <laughs> made his way up there uh, to Fairbanks as well. So uh, what do you expect out of Johnny, and, uh, and and what kind of leadership will he bring being a grad transfer? I don't know. Did we lose coach? No, I'm back here. I can hear you now. Oh, okay. 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 I didn't know if you uh if you heard the whole question, but I just was asking about Johnny Sorensen and uh and, and what you can expect out of him and his leadership. 
Yeah, he's been great uh, in the sense that uh, he gets it. He's been around. He's a natural born leader. Um, so if we're talking just intangible, um, you know, like for instance, um, you know, we just like an example that I think kind of shows what he's like is uh, we we had the blue gold game, you know, scrimmage. Uh, we have uh, a player here, a new player who is, uh, you know, not eligible to play games this year, but he's able to practice and he can play in the scrimmage. Um, you know, so that was his, that was his Super Bowl, right? Like, cause he sure. can't play it in, in any right. other games and, you know, and it was like his big deal. And, you know, Johnny was injured. Uh, he hurt his hand in kind of a freak, uh, thing in the weight room where a, a plate fell on his hand and, you know, oh, fortunately, yeah, fortunately it was, uh, um, it could have been a lot worse and we would be talking about the loss of Johnny Sorensen, but, uh, it, 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 he battled, you know, through it. It wasn't a serious injury, just, you know, had to get a few stitches and didn't break anything or tear any tendons or anything. So, um, but he wasn't able to play. So he was kind of like coaching one of the teams and, and, uh, you know, a lot of times the coach will hand, you know, the starters to a player and he'll, he'll get the guys juiced up for the game. And as they announce the starting lineup and, you know, he, he gave it to Quinn, you know, uh, the player uh, um, who who won't be able to play games this year. And, you know, I thought, you know, man, that kid gets it. You know, he, he just thought, Hey, this is his one shot and let's make him feel like it's a big deal for him. And he's very unselfish that way. And I think uh, it was pretty cool. And I told him that like, you know, I said, great job, Johnny. That's really awesome of you to do that and recognize that. And, um, but I think from a player standpoint, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a guy that'll play in a different role than he was at Minnesota. And um, I think that's exciting for him. I think he's really, uh, you know, excited about being in a different role and playing a bigger role and maybe even playing different position um, playing on all special teams and things like that, you know, and certainly we feel like he can do that. And now he's, you know, he's just got to go out and um, gel with the, within our structure and gel with his teammates. And I think he'll get those opportunities, but he's, he's going to be a real nice addition for us because he can, you know, he can do a lot of things. He can distribute pucks. He can get to the net. He can play in hard areas. He can play on the walls. He can, he can, um, you know, penalty kill, he can power play. So and there's a lot of things that um, he'll bring to the table for us, for sure. Uh, Coach, you guys were a heavy, hard team to play against last year. Um, and Thank, thank you. Um, and, 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 and I think you guys went out and decided, uh, for the most part, if you're going to play here, um, you have to be almost football player size with some of the defensemen you guys are bringing in. 6'2", 205. 6'5", 205, with plenty of room to grow. 6'2", 195, plenty of room to grow. 6'6", one, I don't know how you can be 6'6", and 192 pounds, but uh, obviously um, that gives you a chance to put some muscle on there too. Um, just, just describe what you've seen from those kids so far as freshman uh, defensemen uh, in your early practices? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, certainly with this recruiting class and a couple of the players you mentioned, you know, uh, you know, Landman is 6'6", 192, he's listed at, and Xavier's like, uh, he's probably 6'5". I don't know what he weighs, probably, you know, one 190 as well. Um, so both of those guys are long and they have a lot of, body you know a lot of room to grow and put some muscle on their frame and um you know uh, brought in a goalie as well that's you know lassie letty is you know six three two ten something like that and he you know he's athletic and moves well and um you know we just kind of look at sometimes you you look at certain players that you know if they come in and have an impact right away, you know, like, or Will Hilfiker, 6'2", 205, as you mentioned, like some of these guys, you know, um, 
might step in right away. You, you're not necessarily, you know, you don't necessarily know how they're going to transition from junior hockey to the division one game, but we also looked at them as they're, they're athletic and they're smart and, you know, they might, they might take a little longer. I don't want to use the word project, but that's just kind of the, the word that, you know, people use sometimes like that's a fun project right there to try and develop and mold somebody that has, that size um you know and it might it might take a bit but you know time will obviously tell if you know how long it takes but it's certainly from a coaching staff standpoint you're excited to work with those guys because they have a lot of room to grow still and so that was kind of our philosophy on some of the recruiting that we did was you know take some take some uh players that um, you feel could really develop into something special, you know, and I'm not saying every player, you know, or, or even to put pressure on these guys, but, you know, when you look at Colton Pareko and, and when he came here and his opportunity and, and to grow and, and develop and, and then obviously what he's become, it's like, you know, that's kind of how we view certain, you know, certain players that, not saying everyone's going to turn into a player like that, but we're right. a program that can provide that opportunity for somebody who's still developing and still maybe a late bloomer. So we definitely look for that in recruiting. Okay. My final one for you is I got to ask you about the two Swedes, uh, the brothers, uh, the Falk yeah. brothers. Uh, tell me a little bit about their style. And I'm always intrigued by the Swedish players because there's, there's so much finesse that you see coming out of Sweden, but these guys uh, have a little size to them as well and uh, and can do a little more than just uh, move the puck nicely, right? Exactly. Yeah, Simon's the forward. Um, well, for one, they're they're hard to tell apart. I've been, you know, over, <laughs> yeah. over And they're not twins, right? Oh, they're twins, yeah. Oh, they are. Okay. I, yeah. I thought they might be, but I wasn't sure, so. No. Yeah, just come to the locker room someday, and and you'll you'll see the you'll see that they you can't hardly tell them apart. I I definitely know how to do it now. Um, oh, there were many I, times last year where I called uh, Carl Simon and vice versa. And, you know, black sometimes... magic marker on an arm or a hand or something or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Simon's a forward, um, big kid, plays a real. He's a real good checker, uh, good north-south. I've noticed him making, you know, some more plays this year. So he's obviously trying to take his game and expand it. Um, but he he's hard to play against. He, he's he got a heavy stick. He's, you know, he's not afraid to lay the body and go to the hard areas. And, um, you know, so he's, he's, as you mentioned, you know, a lot of Swedes, you know, you sometimes think of these flashy finesse players that they've developed, but they also have a lot of, you know, gritty uh, players that over there have to do that role. And, and it fits them when they come over here that they fit right in. Um, and that's kind of Simon's game and Carl. Uh, well, for one, two, they're both great skaters. In fact, it was kind of fun last week in the fastest skater, you know, you line up two skaters on the red line and they do a full lap. And uh, first one back to the red line wins. And we had our eight fastest skaters from our time trials. And Carl and Simon were in the top eight. Um, and they and we put them against each other in the quarterfinals. <laughs> so um, that was real entertaining. Um, and Simon got the upset because I think Carl was the higher seat. Um, <laughs> Simon got the win. Um, but it was kind of fun to watch them. And. They're both excellent skaters. Um, they work hard at it. And uh, like I said, Simon's heavy, you know, can, can play a checking role as well. And, and Carl, I think, you know, will play a, a bigger role this year for our team than he did last year when we had more veteran D. I think he's, you know, hoping to step into one of those um, roles where he's in the lineup consistently and, and playing, you know, he can be hard to play against too because he's, you know, he's long. He can skate. Um, when he leans on you, you know, it's hard to get away. Um, he does have, you know, some some skill to his game as well. And you know, we're just working with him on, you know, seeing the ice fully and getting involved in the play more and kind of taking the leash off a little bit. So, um, but I think that's natural when you don't play much uh, as a freshman. You 
you're, you know, you're kind of afraid to make mistakes because you don't want to, you know, not be in the lineup or, or get those minutes. And so I think it'll take some time for him to, um, you know, grow into a more offensive defenseman, which I think he can be and good kids, you know, work hard. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's fun to have them both. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, they come to the rink with a smile and they're fun to coach and they listen and, um, and they get along well. I mean, they, they, it's funny. I mean, they, they live together <laughs> off campus. They take the same classes together. Um, they, they help each other out. They get along well and, uh, and they get along well with their teammates too. So. Well, that's good because, um, I have a couple of twin brothers in, in that, that I deal with in the school that I work in and I like, and I said to one of them, you guys have the same classes all day long. Yeah. And, the one guy says, uh, mostly, and I hate it. They, 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 yeah. they, 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 he's so, my brother's so annoying. Yeah. So it can work yeah. the other way too. Oh, for sure. And, <laughs> you know, and the, and the fact they're in the same classes, like they both have to show up. So you can't just have one guy, sh- you know, show up for class and take all the notes. Uh, you know? Oh no. They would, uh, kids wouldn't do that. Would they? <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't put it past anybody. <laughs> Coach, so much, thank you so much for spending some time with us tonight. Uh, can't wait to see you guys play again this year, and uh, we're, we're so happy to have you guys on as part of our coverage area. So I'll be calling uh, Coach Largent to do a little preview uh, as we get closer here to game, uh, actual real game action on October 1st. Yeah, yeah, we're looking forward to it. We appreciate all your coverage, and certainly up here in Alaska, it means a lot to us. Uh, you know, up here we, we get pretty good coverage, but uh, it, it certainly is great for us to have it in the lower 48 as well. We have a lot of fans and alumni down there, so we appreciate what you do. And we're looking forward to it. And, and now my goal in life is to get Paul up here in January oh, or February. Oh, that, <laughs> that, that is just – you do not have enough portable heaters for that. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. Well, all we can do is try. Okay, uh, I applaud that. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. We appreciate it. That's the associate head coach with the Alaska Fairbanks Nanooks, Chris Brown, joining us. Paul and I will be back in about three minutes to wrap up another episode of College Hockey West Live. Thanks, More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? any hockey player in the desert southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing we love going to the rink and sandals now you can show off your game in style with summer skates officially licensed summer skates are comfortable washable and can be designed to show off your fandom phil kessel your guy big william carlson fan or is austin matthews the man have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite nhl player or shout out your own game with your own number Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment. 
and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Question? Comment? Let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. College Hockey West Live is coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. Indeed it is College Hockey West Live, and indeed it is the Summer Skates Studio, even if that might be uh, somewhere between um, El Centro and... Um, I don't know where I'm at. I'm somewhere. <laughs> well, listen, that's all that matters. <laughs> somewhere between there and Yuma. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that's, uh, yeah, like I said, you're somewhere, so that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, well, um, got a chance to uh, get some insight into Fairbanks. What do you think, Paul Hornstein? Well, I, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, uh, You know, you you see how there's there's kind of always that uh, that that saying in in say in football where teams you know do the most improving between the first game and the second game for the season. Um, I I think um, I'm gonna, I kind of look at, at at Fairbanks that way. Uh, I, I think uh, they're going to take a lot of what they had last year. And, 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 and I'll, I'll, I'll say it again. And you, you, I, you know it. I said it to you early in the season last year that, that, that they're a tough team to play against. And I, and I'm going to double down on that this year because if you go to sleep on this team, you're done. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, even if you go to sleep for just a very short period of time, you're done. Um, you know, as a quote unquote expansion team, like they, you know, more or less were last year because they took a couple of years off. The toughest thing to get is the goal scoring. And you get better at that as, 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 you know, as you get, you know, built back up. You know, they didn't lose all their scoring from last year. Um, and, and, you know, now they get a chance to be a little deeper, they get a chance to be a little bit more experienced. They're still a young team. They still have a lot of freshmen and sophomores on this team. Um, and I think that, you know, um, if they get, uh, you know, somewhat close to the goaltending that they got last year, and that'll be a little harder, um, this team's going to bite some people. And I, I think that might even happen much earlier in the season than it did last year. Yeah, that's the impression I got. They're kind of looking forward to uh... – getting those home games uh the first couple of series well uh not back to back but a series in between on the road but uh you know they they, they get to play AIC at home then they go to St. Thomas which you know not take anything away from St. Thomas but that's a winnable series and yeah. then if you come back and you can do something against Michigan Tech when they come up there um man that's a good start if you can do uh you know 4 and 2 or something like that um, that that's a really good start and really helps the uh, independent team pairwise number. Well, I, I, you know, I, I definitely, and those are, those are some good, you know, uh, those home games against quality teams, you know, are going to help them a lot. And, you know, they're, they, they go on the road and you sit there and you look at their schedule and you say to yourself, these are all teams that they're at the same level. Um, and I'm not saying it's going to be easy for them to go to Omaha or Marquette and play. But, you know, I, I, I don't think that it's that different of a level that if you told me they were going to split any of those series on the, you know, those the, the, if they were going to split at Omaha and split 
at Northern, that that would shock me all that much. No, nope, me as, either. As good as we think that Northern is. Yeah, exactly. No, I uh, no wouldn't shock me a bit. Uh, we saw what they did, or uh, I saw what they did to uh, Denver last year, and uh, that was uh, that was pretty impressive, especially off of the way they had to travel. And I thought you had a good point when you you, you brought up the point that their travel schedule this year is um, infinitely better than it was last year. I mean, yeah, in, in addition to being stuck number of places, um, they they just had a tough road schedule to start with. And now it's gotten better. And I think we have to thank uh, their partners over at Anchorage for that, because that well, keeps, helps, them, definitely. keeps them within the state for six games. Right. It definitely helps. And, um, you know, you, you know, as well as I do, when you get rivalry games, um, there are some people that like, don't care about the rest of the schedule. They only care about those games. Yeah. Kind of like my co-host in football. Um, <laughs> Okay, I, I don't I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. <laughs> well, we know your rivalry game. We know what what uh, defeating that team down south means to the football program at Arizona State. Yeah, well, that uh, that is true, and that's why I want them to get a hockey pro. You know, I want Coach Berman to move his <laughs> elevate team up that program can... quick. Yes, yes. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. All right. Well. Take it away, my friend. I've got two and a half more hours of driving yet, and I want to try to. I want to cut it down to make sure I get uh, where I'm headed without uh, doing 24 straight hours of Daytona. You don't want to talk about the fact that they painted the ice at Mullet Arena? Uh, Make it quick. Make it quick, because I'm going to put it in drive pretty soon. Well, that's okay. (laughs) Listen, it's a beautiful thing uh, for the most part. Maybe in half a circle I could do without, but the rest of it, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, also the, uh, uh, NCHC preseason team came out and we'll just go through this quick. Cause like I said, I know you got to drive, um, the forwards, Reese Gaber, Carter Mazur and, and, and Jamie Cronella. Okay. Um, I, I can agree with two out of three of those at least anyway. Uh, I'm sure I'll get crap from somebody. Um, the defenseman and the goalie, Mike Benning. Sean Barron's and Magnus Krona, I, I mean, okay, I, I, no, I don't really have a problem with that. I might have put a different Dem- Denver defenseman in there, but what do I know? Um, and then it would appear um, that our friends at Air Force are not quite the secret we think they would be, at least not within the conference. Uh, they were picked to finish third by the coaches in Atlantic Hockey behind AIC and Sacred Heart. So um, they've either been listening to us or they know. So I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, well, I can tell you, they're going to surprise some teams that still don't believe. Um, So will the Colorado College Tigers and so will Arizona State. Uh, Those are my three dark horses for the year. And we know where the Pioneers are going to be, right at top the entire season. I get that. Well, I mean, I just (laughs) wanted to get that in fast because – by the time we get back to Sunday, it'll be kind of late for that. So, um, Okay. Glad you got it done. All right. From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Live, brought to you by Peterson Toyota. Whether you're looking for your dream car or shopping on a budget, we take the time to find the perfect Toyota to fit your needs. Behind the Mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue, Las Vegas style. Available now at our two locations, the original at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard and our new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. By the NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Jurians and Suites, now an official Disney World Hotel. Book your stay now for travel starting this October at DruryHotels.com. Jets Pizza. Go to JetsPizza.com to find your fresh deal at your nearest Jets location today. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to TopGolf.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. Liberty University, hockey, education, and faith with equal passion at liberty.edu. 
and by M Drive. Go to mdriveformen.com to see which M Drive formula is for you. College Hockey West Live, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and available for download at the iTunes Store, Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn, and wherever you get your podcasts from. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Mask College Hockey West Live and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. We'll thank the uh, associate head coach with the uh, Alaska Fairbanks Nanooks, Chris Brown, for joining us. Always great to have another Minnesotan on to chat with. Um, so we love having Chris on. And uh, we will uh, inform you all on Sunday what happens at NCHC Media Day, which is coming up on Thursday. So I will uh, talk to you from uh, somewhere in Minnesota on Thursday. <laughs> Good night. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank <laughs> you.